You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add Lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a healthcare provider. Hello, America, and welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports, the Monday edition, the first day of March 2021. Yes, we're uh, fast at work here at Just the News covering a lot of the big uh, developments. Uh, President Biden is on or about his 40th day in office. So there is, uh, on a daily basis, the, the changing of policies, the changing of guard, the changing of personnel. On Friday, late Friday, uh, John Durham uh, stepped down as uh, the U.S. attorney in Connecticut. However, he is keeping his role as special counsel in the Russia case. He's going to finish up that job here in Washington. But every day there's a reminder that Democrats are in charge, Republicans are not. And um, uh, we're trying to cover that for you on a daily basis, sort truth, truth from fiction, give you the facts so you can make up your own mind. And, um, and while that's going on, there are new controversies, new scandals every day. And so we're trying to keep up on those. But first, today, uh, one of the things that happened last week that is just getting um, uh uh, noticed a little bit more is the passage of a, of a bill called the Equality Act that um, many conservatives and faith community leaders are very concerned about uh, the, the fear that um, uh, state definitions or state requirements for uh, uh, gays and lesbians and transgender persons could be imposed theoretically on faith communities whose own teachings, whose own beliefs uh, would be violated by the requirements of this law. And so I want to bring in someone that's fighting, who's been expressing a lot of doubt. He's not a man of hate. He's a, a man of the cloth and, and has traveled the world in pursuit of making lives better. Franklin Graham, uh, the head of Samaritan's Purse, the head of Billy Graham's um, ministry, is, of course, the son of the one and only the Reverend Billy Graham, someone who touched so many lives, no matter what your point of view of faith, presidents, world leaders, everyday um, common men and women uh, were touched by his father who passed a little over two years ago, and I think it was 2018 when Billy Graham finally passed. Uh, Franklin Graham lives on in the tradition of his father and the tradition of his thing, and we want to talk to him about, explain to us what is uh, your concerns with the Equality Act, and how do you pursue the religious freedom issues that you're concerned about without looking like you're uh, someone who's hateful or spiteful to gays and lesbians and transgender persons. And I thought he, he's thought this through a lot. I've heard him talk a lot about it. And I thought he'd be a wonderful guest to come in and describe the, the religious liberty 
and freedom, personal faith issues that, that a law like the Equality Act uh, is raising for, for evangelical Christians and perhaps other communities as well. So the uh, Franklin Graham is going to be here for the full show. We're going to get to him in a few minutes. Before we do, I want to get to one story that is beginning to burble and to grow and to en- envelop and develop. Uh, and that is uh, the scandals, plural, surrounding Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York, the once darling of the news media. He was supposed to be the role model for COVID, the anti-Donald Trump approach to COVID-19 and the pandemic, except we found out he did things that actually heightened mortality by sending COVID-positive patients back to nursing homes, basically setting up a death trap in these homes where low uh, immunity systems are, are common among elderly people. And then, according to his own aides, they repressed or suppressed the amount of deaths that occurred in New York um, nursing homes in an effort to thwart the Trump Justice Department from getting the truth about what happened. That was the first scandal. Then last week, not one, but two former female aides who worked under Governor Cuomo came forward to say they felt sexually harassed, sexually discriminated against, sexually experienced a sexually hostile environment, inappropriate comments that they took to be threatening. Uh, And um, over the weekend, that played out in a big way. I think when the second uh, woman came forward on Saturday, the, um, the momentum to get a formal investigation of Andrew Cuomo began. And so Andrew Cuomo had a roller coaster weekend. It started with him saying, all right, yes, I know the second woman's come forward. I'm going to launch my own, that's important, independent investigation. You can't launch your own and be independent of you. Uh, investigation, he tried to name a former federal judge by the name of Barbara Jones, um, who was tied to one of uh, the firms of his top aides. And uh, to, to say, show or investigate it. Wait, don't make any judgments about me. Very quickly, that came under criticism. Republicans and Democrats alike, even Nancy Pelosi, even the Biden White House said, not a good approach. It needs to be completely independent. So last night, uh, Andrew Cuomo, in the backlash to his effort to, to create his own investigation, ceded control of the investigation to Letitia James. She is the attorney general, Democrat for the state of New York, somebody who already exposed some wrongdoing and problems with Andrew Cuomo. It was her report about a month or two ago that exposed the gap in reporting on um nursing home deaths, COVID-19 nursing home deaths that occurred as a result of Governor Cuomo's and his administration's policies send elderly seniors back with COVID-19 to nursing homes turned out to be a faithfully bad decision. And uh, so she already has uh, done one independent investigation that was very critical and opened up one avenue of the two scandals that are now engulfing Governor Cuomo. But uh, she now is going to get Uh, according to my reporting and her statements late last night, subpoena power. She's not going to uh, take Andrew Cuomo's orders on how to investigate this. She's going to use her independent authority as the attorney general to investigate this. I think both parties are behind this idea. The Republicans and Democrats, including national Democrats, uh, realize uh, that no matter what, Andrew Cuomo needs to be independently investigated that these two women's complaints are, according to Nancy Pelosi, this is her words, credible complaints, and it needs to be investigated. And it would appear that uh, Governor Cuomo uh, is uh, going to face a, um, 
uh, an intrusive and all-encompassing investigation. So late last night, he issued his own apology. I guess you could call it apology. He did, did use the words, I'm sorry. But his thing was, uh, I was just joking. Uh, I was being a little too playful. Uh, and I may have used words that were deemed insensitive by the women. I didn't mean to harm them. I didn't sexually touch them or do anything inappropriate. But I apologize if I made them feel uncomfortable or, or if they misinterpreted my words. Now, some of the words that are being attributed to him don't seem to be very hard to interpret. They're pretty straightforward. But uh, that was the first apology capitulation uh, by Andrew Cuomo, a sign that this scandal is going to get bigger and that he knows he needs to stem the bleeding. Uh, the real question now is, if these women have come forward uh, in the Governor Cuomo gubernatorial administration in Albany, what about earlier? What happened with Governor Cuomo when he was the Attorney General of New York? Is there any pattern there? What about when he was Bill Clinton's HUD secretary, the secretary for the Housing and Urban Development Agency, cabinet-level agency. He served almost the entirety of the Clinton administration in charge of that agency. And the question is, what uh, happened there? And the answer is, if you go to Just the News in the morning, we're going to give you some news on that. We think there's some important patterns and developments in uh, Andrew Cuomo's um, world, his work history. Uh, this isn't the first time that these allegations have uh, come up uh, one way or the other. And I think that uh, it's worth taking a look at those and um, and uh, we'll illuminate and enlighten you tomorrow, let you see the underlying facts, the testimony, you decide. But as this widens, one of the questions that, that fact gatherers do, whether they're journalists or investigators like Letitia James is, is there a pattern here? Are these isolated incidents or is there a pattern of coarse language, inappropriate, suggestive language, flirtatious language. Uh, we're going to get to that. Uh, do other women who've worked for him in prior years feel he wa was uh, condescending or hostile uh, in the creation of the workplace? Those are things we're going to get to. So stay in touch with Just the News over the next 24, 48 hours. We're going to try to answer those questions for you while we follow the breaking news, which, by the way, is turning very quickly. All right, folks, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to spend uh, the entire show with Franklin Graham, the great missionary, the great evangelical leader, the great friend of President Trump, a man of faith, and somebody who has his own concerns about the Equality Act and what it may uh, do to the freedoms, the beliefs of uh, religious institutions, people of faith. Uh, in very important interview. And it comes from one clear perspective. We're going to interview people on other perspectives as well. But uh, there's no doubt that this Equality Act has triggered some interest, some concern, some heartburn for those who are advocates of religious freedom. And we're going to get to that with uh, Franklin Graham in just a few minutes. But first, quick commercial break uh, from our, uh, so you can hear from our great advertisers, supporters, sponsors of the show. Please remember to always uh, support them. Uh, let's start this week with my friends at Kansas City Steaks. Yes. It was almost 60 degrees around Washington this weekend, and boy, I had the hankering to go out in the grill and uh, cook up some steaks and some hamburgers. The sizzle of the grill made me smile, along with a little bit of sunshine and the melting snow. can never, never get enough melting snow about this time of year when we're exhausted by winter. But if you want to warm up your home, if you want to turn your home into a personal steakhouse, my friends at Kansas City Steaks have the best option for you, the very best option for you. 
Uh, and if you go there today and you pick out the combos you like, they got steaks, they got chicken, they got all the cuts of steaks, they got desserts, they got all really amazing. You could run a restaurant out of the Kansas City uh, Steaks uh, website. But once you pick your favorites, uh, go to Cash and check out uh, the Tomahawk Steaks, one of my favorites, the big one, the big one. Uh, that, that one will keep you filled for days. But once you get what you want, go to the checkout. Put in the box, just news, one word, the code word, just news, no space between them, and you'll get an incredible discount, 10% usually, plus free shipping. You only get that because you're just the news fans. If you do that, you're showing support for one company that really helps us uh, here. Uh, they've got the best products. You will, you'll savor every bite of their incredible meals and, and meat. So uh, if you want to help just the news, that's one way you can do it. We ask you to... Go to KansasCitySteaks.com, uh, find the, the uh, combos and platters and, and meats that you like, the cuts you like, and then when you go to checkout, throw in Just News in that coupon box, that checkout box, and you'll get 10% off plus free shipping. That's a great deal for some food that uh, will fill up your freezer and um, fill up your grill for a long time and, and make you be very satisfied. I know I am. All right, let's go to that commercial break. When we come back, Franklin Graham here for the whole show. We'll be right back. Folks, we're sponsored today by Donors Trust, the tax-friendly way to preserve your charitable giving. In times of crisis, those with a giving spirit and a desire to build up civil society find ways to be helpful. And that's when it's good to have a charitable resource ready to deploy when they're needed most. Donors Trust offers donor-advised funds or giving accounts. You can use these funds as your own charitable investment account and manage your charitable giving in a way that's smart, tax-advantaged, aligned with your values, and private. Donors Trust clients are using their funds to support charities helping their local communities while also using their giving account to simultaneously support think tanks and liberty-minded organizations that believe our constitutional rights shouldn't get lost in a time of emergency. Now is the time to take a closer look at Donors Trust and join their community of liberty-minded donors by opening a donor-advised fund. Go to DonorsTrust.org slash JustNews for the ultimate survival guide to charitable giving and learn how a donor advised fund can preserve your ability to give to the charities you love. That's DonorsTrust.org slash JustNews. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. And as promised, a very special guest, a man on the front line of faith and liberty in America. Uh, Franklin Graham is joining us today. Franklin, great to have you with us. Well, thank you. It's uh, good to be with you, sir. Well, we, uh, we know you're, you're fighting on so many fronts, and I think one of the big things we heard this past weekend at CPAC, both uh, at the convention and even in, in the conversations on television and radio around the event, was that uh, conservatives are ready to have a culture war and fight over the things that matter most to them in the American culture, uh, religious freedom, uh, tolerance. And uh, I know in the shadows of that, while that conversation was going on, the House passed the Equality Act. And I know you have a lot of concerns about that. Tell us what, what uh, most concerns you about the legislation and also how you plan to uh, fight it. Well, um, I'm, I'm very concerned about the legislation. Uh, it uh, designates uh, schools and churches and healthcare organizations as public accommodations. And uh, with this... Um, uh, churches, uh, schools, hospitals uh, could be forced to accept the government's beliefs 
and mandate about sexual orientation and gender identity. Uh, that would be extremely intrusive, uh, and it's, it's incredibly far-reaching. Uh, it will threaten um, our speech. Uh, we can be fined. We could lose, a person could lose their jobs for using the wrong name or the wrong pronoun. I mean, this is just silliness, and it's uh, crazy. Uh, legislators, um, uh, excuse me, will legislate that boys and girls uh, sports, uh, that boys can be in girls' locker rooms, men in women's shelters, uh, men could participate in women's prisons. Uh, it will force uh, teachers and students to publicly pretend that a biological male is a female. Uh, schools will be encouraged or mandated to instruct first uh, and second and third graders uh, that they can choose to be a boy or girl. Um, it, it is, again, this is craziness. It's, it's wicked. It's evil. And, um, and it could go across all 50 states stripping Christians and other religious ministries of their right to hire people. Uh, I, I want to hire people like mine. Ron. I don't want um, people that don't believe the way I believe in Samaritan's Purse or the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. I want a team of men and women that are committed uh, to uh, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with the world. Um, if I'm forced to hire uh gays and lesbians, they're, they're not supportive of that. If anything, they'd be working against me. Um, because I believe the gospel has the power to change a life. Uh, we're, to, we're to repent and turn from our sins. Uh, homosexuality, the Bible is very clear, is a sin. Now, we love sinners. We care for sinners. I just don't want them part of my team helping me to carry out my mandate. Um, I'm, I'm just saying anybody in my organization uh, that is not uh, moral, uh, you know, we ask them to repent of their sins, and if they don't, we, we fire them. It's just as simple as that. So this this would mandate that we would have to uh, hire people that don't even believe the way we believe. Uh, I think of health professionals. Uh, there are of course, doctors and medical professionals uh, who engage in gender transition treatments. Uh, and it, it, it would go against what they stand for belief. So there's a lot of problems with this legislation, and I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of it, and I just think it's going to do a lot of harm. When um, you look at the, the communications world as is set up today with Facebook and Twitter censorship, how do you how do you fight this while while avoid being labeled as hate speech or or discriminatory or hateful or spiteful? Uh, I mean, these are true religious beliefs that are uh, built in the Bible, and so there's a religious freedom aspect. But in the court of public opinion, the the first claims always are if you don't follow exactly what the orthodoxy is, you're somehow engaged in hate speech. How do you? How do you navigate that while trying to protect the legal interests of, of a church and of a missionary and all the work that you at Samaritan Purse and at Billy Graham Ministries do, does every day? Well, I, I don't know if you can avoid it. This is one of the tactics of the LGBTQ community. If you don't, it's not that they just want you to agree. They, they want you to endorse 
what they do. Okay, it's it's, it's endorsing them, and and if you don't endorse, it's not again just going along with them, but you have to endorse it. If you don't, then they label you as um, a person who is guilty of hate speech and that you're homophobic. Right. Uh, and so they have these nice little uh, words they throw out there to try to tar you, try to, to scare you and to backing up and, uh, and surrendering. And I must, I'm just not going to do that. If I get labeled, so what? Label me. That's fine. But I have proved over and over and over again, I don't hate gay people. And matter of fact, I want gay people to know the truth. I want them to know that their, their lifestyle is sinful. To, it's sinful. And, it, and God's going to judge sin. And um, yes, God is a God of love, and he's willing to forgive and re- if we are willing to repent. But you have repentance is turning from those sins. You can't come to Jesus Christ. You can't come to God and say, okay, uh, I'm sorry, but then to keep living in those sins. We have to turn from them. And I want gay people to know that there's a judgment coming. God is going to judge all sin, my sin, your sin. He's going to judge the sins of the, of the entire world. And we, when we see Jesus Christ in Revelation, this is not a pretty picture. Uh, he's standing there with uh, uh, <laughs> a eyes of like coals of fire with a sword coming out of his mouth to devour the nations before him. Uh, and he's going to judge sin. And I just want to warn people. I want to uh, uh, care about the gay community. I don't want to see them uh, separated from God. I want them to be with God. Uh, but they have to do the same as I have done. And that is confess our sins, turn, and uh, put our faith and trust in his son, Jesus Christ, who took our sins to the cross. He died and shed his blood on the cross for our sins. And I want them to know that Jesus Christ died for their sins as much as he died for mine. When um, over the uh, shortly after the bill was passed, 20 House Republicans have come up with an alternative plan. I think Chris Stewart of Utah is leading it. And it's designed to uh, make sure that religious exemptions are encoded in anything that that happens going forward within the um, uh, LGBT community. Are you uh, are you encouraged by that? Do you think that, that approach of trying to create a balancing act, which is we don't want uh, uh, gay or lesbian or transgender people to be overtly discriminated, but you can't impose their values on a church that whose teachings uh, say otherwise. Do you think there's some middle ground here that Republicans might be able to strike? You know, I don't know. Here, here's the thing. There's just 20 House Republicans. And uh, that's not going to do, uh, that's not even a spit in the ocean. That's a good point. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a minority uh, of a minority. Yes. Yeah. So it's going to have to be something much larger, much bigger. Yeah. Uh, the way this bill is intended, again, the gay and les- the lesbian community, they do not want just to uh, force us to, to accept it, but they want to force us to endorse them. And I'm just not going to do that. And this, this bill, the way it's written is dangerous. It's extremely dangerous, and it does take away our religious freedom. Yeah, no, that's the big concern. When all the people I've interviewed in the last uh, ten days uh, heard the same, does this, uh, if it passes and it gets through, and it's not clear that it'll get through the Senate from the reporting I'm doing, but if it were to get through, is the next step then to turn to the courts? Is that is that the best place that the faith community, those who, who believe in biblical teaching, is that where they turn next? I think every Christian ought to be writing their senator every day. It's not that you just write them one time, write them every day. 
and and let them know that this is uh, th- this is uh, frightening, that you're opposed to it, and also let the White House know. And uh, th- that that's that's how legislation is passed. Uh, if if we just stay silent as a Christian community, then the citizens will say, "Well, I haven't heard from the Christian community. This must be okay. It's just a few people are against it, but we're going to go ahead and go with it." But if it gets uh, millions of phone calls, then all of a sudden these senators are going to go, so wait a second. <laughs> these are my these constituents. These people vote. Uh, I might be making a mistake here. So yeah, I think it's important for every Christian to, to make your opposition known. And, and you can do that uh, by going on, uh, uh, you know, going directly and writing every day. You can email them every right. day. Yeah. There's an email address every day. Yeah. White House, too. Every day. And, and that's the way we fight it. Uh, is to and then then if you have to you, it goes to the courts but right now uh, once it passes the house and if it passes the senate I mean it's a done deal right yep that's right that's right because Joe Biden will then sign it there's no doubt yeah. um, when you step back and obviously um, uh, this legislation uh, particularly for evangelicals feels like what's been another step in a long encroachment on religious freedom. And I wonder as you look back through history, because I know you, not only are you a man of God and a, and a man of the word, and, but you also look at history. Uh, this was a country that was founded on uh, some people who left Europe in, in goal in hopes of finding or ensuring religious liberty and tolerance. And it seems as though that promise has been flipped on its head in the last you know 10 years. There seems to be an growing encroachment on on uh, if you don't believe what the orthodoxy of government believes, you're therefore not going to be able to practice it. And obviously, COVID is a big part of it. We saw that. But how concerned are you about the state of religious freedom in America? I'm very concerned uh, because what we're seeing now under um, the, or the Democratic Party is now becoming the Socialist Party. Um, and socialism in Eastern Europe uh, was an enemy of the church. They shut churches down. They um, they fined pastors uh, who did not teach uh, the government line. Uh, they were imprisoned uh, in many places. They were executed. And, and I'm not saying that this could happen in this country, but it could, uh, because you're, you're seeing that the religious freedoms that we cherish, that this nation was built on, that our founding fathers that came over on the pilgrims and everyone else who came uh, after that, many were coming from Europe fleeing persecution. Uh, In many places, it was the state church that was persecuting them. And uh, they came to this country to be free. And our forefathers did not want... um, uh, to have a state religion, and so there was separation of church and state. Right. But the separation of church and state was not to keep uh, moral values out of government. Um, it was to keep one denomination. Like if it was Italy, it was the Catholic Church that ran it. If it was uh, France, it was the Catholic Church that ran it. If it was uh, Germany, it was the Lutheran Church that ran things. If it was England, it was the Church of England that was run things. They didn't want a church. Uh, involved in running the government. And that's why the church, the separation of church and state, but it was to keep a particular denomination or, or teaching or uh, individual, like a pope, running a country. So uh, they put that separation in there. And so 
we have we have had great tolerance in this country. We have accepted people from every faith in this country. If you're a Muslim, you can come. If you're a Buddhist, you can come. If you're a Hindu, you can come. And there's a lot of this tolerance that everybody likes to talk about. But the, the gay and lesbian community wants us to be tolerant of them, but they are not tolerant of our beliefs for one second. And uh, they oppose and they, they want to take away our freedom. And so the secularism that we see in government, so much of this is influenced, I'm sorry to say, but it's by the, the, the gay and lesbian community uh, that have gotten jobs in these uh, offices. And they're trying to take God and Jesus Christ and everything that our founding fathers uh, built our nation on, they're trying to strip that. And they're, they're wanting to take down the foundations of this nation. It's um, we heard that warning time and again uh, at CPAC this weekend. It seems as though people are more alert. They're more engaged on this issue. Um, when you look across the world, there's there are beyond you know America is obviously the beacon light, the, the shining light of religious freedom. Certainly historically it has been, but when you look across the world now and you see what China is doing to the Uyghurs and uh, in in the concentration camps and uh, uh, other places where faith is, your your dad and you both have worked the globe relentlessly to spread the gospel and to spread a, a message of hope and faith and tolerance and. I wonder, uh, when you look at the world, do you think America's ability to stand morally firm against other forms of religious persecution is weakened by what's going on internally in our country right now? I think it is weakened. And um, one thing I appreciate about uh, you know President Trump, he, he spoke out on uh, religious uh, freedom issues. I was at the UN with him right. when he addressed last year uh, the uh, many of the world leaders about um, uh, protecting religious freedom. And, and uh, the Bushes didn't do that. Uh, Clinton didn't do this. Obama didn't do it. No president in my lifetime has ever done this. And, uh, and I appreciate the fact that he was dialed into it. He was focused on it. But I'm afraid today we have uh, leadership uh, that is not concerned about religious freedom. And so I think we will lose our, our voice uh, if we don't have somebody speaking out. So that's this is very concerning. Um, we just, uh, as, as a believer, I think we pray. Uh, we're to pray for Joe Biden. My prayer is, is that uh, God will put some people around President Biden that will speak truth into his ear. And that these socialists that are in the White House, that, uh, that, uh, that their advice would go to nothing. That, that's that's kind of my prayer. That is an important prayer. How uh, uh, troublesome was the last year with COVID restrictions? You could walk into a Walmart in some community and have 50, 60, 70 people shopping alongside you, but you would be fined or shut down or prosecuted if you walked into a sanctuary of a church and worshipped with the same number of people. Um, uh, why do you think that happened? And are you happy with where the courts have ended up thus far in most of these uh, disputes? Uh, I'm very happy where the courts are uh, and how they've been uh, addressing this. I was very concerned under COVID-19 that a tattoo parlor could stay open. Yeah. Like you said, Walmarts could be open. Um, Home Depot could be open. Uh, but you but you couldn't have a church open. So there, there was a real problem. And they said, well, these are essential businesses. Was well, liquor store an essential business? You know, they could stay open. So it, it, it's just... Um, 
no question, churches were targeted, and I appreciate John MacArthur and others that, that yes. uh, stood up during stood up. the time and let their voices be heard and uh, willing to take on the, the fight. Um, I would, um, you know, understand COVID, and COVID is real. It's not the flu. It's right. not a cold. This, it's a serious this disease. Is dangerous. But we have to let people be responsible and uh, for themselves. And I think the government should be warning. I think the government should give instructions on how to protect yourself, um, get the vaccines out there, that sort of thing. But the government cannot be mandating how we live our lives every day. Um, and I think it's, I think it was wise to wear a mask. I think it's wise to use hand sanitizer. Um, and if, 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 I'm in, if I go to a mall and there's lots of people, uh, I, do, I do social distancing if I don't know these people. I'm very careful. Um, if we have a family, big family event and families coming from all over the place, I'm going to wear a mask. You know, it just, it just makes sense. Uh, you know, I don't know where everybody's been the last few days or the first few weeks. So we all have to take responsibility for how we protect ourselves. We cannot just leave it up to government to mandate that. We have to take a responsibility for our own lives. And uh, the government should be assisting with, again, information assisting as it relates to uh, the vaccines and these types of things, but these, these cannot be ordering us to, to close our businesses and close our churches. This has been a huge, huge mistake. And I asked President Trump before I left office, I, I said, Mr. President, where did this idea of shutting the country come from? Where did that, I mean, in the past when people were sick, we quarantined sick people. We never quarantined healthy people. Where did this whole notion of shutting down the world come from? This has never happened in, in the history of mankind or the history of the world. He just looked at me. <laughs> I'm not sure he knew. Yeah, It was scary. It, it's, um, the, the, I think one of the things, the great, one of the greatest lessons um, that President uh, Trump may have learned is the power of the bureaucracy. We don't see their names and faces often, but they're their hold on the lever of power is real and and uh, in um, all 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 encompassing. Really, uh, that was one of the lessons of the Trump years. Last question, because I know it's also an issue close to your heart: um, abortion. Have we gotten to a point in this country where um, uh, it has become? Uh, I don't know if the, what the right word is. It's, it's a fait accompli that it's never going to be reversed. Are there things that? that conservatives who worry about abortion and the culture of life are doing that encourage you? Are there some examples out there of either legislative or charitable or faith driven things to, to try to inform women and, and fathers and mothers and uh, of the opportunities that aren't abortion? Uh, where, where do you think the country stands in that battle now that we're nearly 60 years from the, the uh, 50 years from the famous decision? Well, first of all, I'm, I don't give up. And uh, I was at the Rose Garden when Amy uh, Comey Barrett was uh, right. was announced. You know, she was presented. And um, and I tell you, when we when we have people of that quality that stand for life, that are sitting on the federal bench, I mean, that gives me hope that one day we may have enough justices where they can overturn this evil. So we don't we don't compromise. We just don't roll over. And say, well, it's been sixty years. Right. Well, okay, maybe, you know, it's how long did it take Noah to build the ark? It took him over 100. Um, we don't give up. We don't quit. I think, you know, truth is truth. Um, life is precious, and we never, ever give up. 
Yeah, that is such an important thing. And I, I think we see it all the time in, in the words that you share. If for folks who want to follow what you do at Samaritan's Purse at Billy Graham Ministries, what's the best way to stay in touch, uh, Franklin, with all the great things that you're doing? Well, I, um, first of all, you can go to um, uh, org or bga.org uh, or follow me on Facebook. I, I, I put some uh, thoughts out there every day. Right. And, um, and, and so join me on Facebook or, uh, or Twitter. And, um, and uh, again, I, I put a few thoughts out there. I know you do, and we're, we're grateful that you do. Well, I want to thank you for the time. I, I know this year is going to be a busy year with a lot of different uh, policy changes in Washington, so I hope to get you back on the show at some point and we can stay updated on all the important things that are happening in the faith community. But thank you so much and bless you for all that you, you do for our world. Thank you, John. Good to talk to you. You too, sir. Thank you. All right, folks, uh, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll wrap things up for the day. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add Lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a health care provider. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News, where uh, we got a lot of Food for thought from Franklin Graham. You know, one of the important things when you talk to faith leaders uh, like uh, uh, Franklin Graham is that they don't hate uh, gay people. They don't hate uh, transgender people. They don't seek to punish them, but they don't want uh, the belief systems to intrude on their own belief systems. They don't want the government to come in and mandate 
what a faith organization can do, who they must or uh, must not hire, uh, what they must believe or accept or tolerate. And uh, it's not about hatred. It's about sincere faith beliefs and uh, what that can be done. We face these from time to time all across humanity. And uh, But uh, there will be efforts to paint Christians as haters, I'm sure, or evangelicals or Jews or Muslims or others who may have concerns about this bill. But as, Gov- uh, as Franklin Graham just said to you, I don't hate, they don't hate, we don't hate, uh, is the line that evangelicals and Christians and Jews and Muslims who are concerned about this legislation uh, are going to say. They're not haters. They just don't want values imposed on their religious institutions, their religious organizations. And so uh, just keep that in mind. I thought there was a lot of uh, cogent and powerful things that uh, Franklin Graham told all of us today. Uh, very grateful that he could spend so much time with us and to, to get into a piece of legislation that you might not have heard about or didn't fully understand if you did hear about it. We're trying to give you that every day here at justthenews.com uh, and John Solomon Reports, and we're grateful for uh, Franklin Graham for helping in that pursuit today. All right, folks, we'll be back tomorrow with another great guest, some more breaking news. I may have, yep, I may have a new scoop on Russia declassification. Like I said, we may soon have some new scoops on the Andrew Cuomo sex harassment. Stay in touch with justthenews.com. Check us out every time you need a news fix. We'll get you the facts and let you make up your own mind. Remember to click on the digging tool. It lets you see the underlying materials, our reporter's notebook exposed to you in an act of transparency. You see the audio, the video, the documents, the memos, the tweets, and the links that we use to build the factual underpinnings of each story. Click on that and you'll you'll be able to hold us uh, to truth and you'll be able to make up your own mind independent of anything we write. That's our promise to you. All right, folks, God bless you. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition. Enjoy your family. Hold them tight. Have a good meal tonight. Maybe a Kansas City Steaks meal. I, I, I am. Uh, And we'll uh, be back with you tomorrow with more news, more interviews from John Solomon Reports and JustTheNews.com. Can't pay the IRS? Haven't filed in a while? Receiving threatening letters? Yeah, it's about to get worse. The IRS is hiring an army of agents targeting hardworking Americans like you. You need warriors on your side. You need Tax Network USA. Tax Network USA employs brilliant strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. For instance, they've discovered a limited-time special offer that the IRS is willing to waive $1 billion in penalties. Find out if you qualify before it's too late. Never call the IRS alone. Let Tax Network USA attorneys handle it. They have preferred direct lines to the IRS. They know which agents to work with and which to avoid. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debts and offer a best-in-class guarantee. Schedule your free consultation now. Call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit taxnetworkusa.com slash victor. taxnetworkusa.com slash victor. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite. 
you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twchealth/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%.